Hi, welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for being with us. The Landscape is brought to you by Delta Dental of Ohio. You can find out more at deltadentaloh.com. We know we're just a few days removed from that advertising marketing extravaganza known as the Super Bowl. No great revelation to say the media landscape certainly has changed since the first Super Bowl back in 1967. We wanted to touch base with Jason Therian, who's the president and CEO of the Northeast Ohio-based marketing firm ThunderTech, to get caught up on what's happening in that world. Jason, thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. So as you watched the Super Bowl, what were you thinking when all the advertisements were going by? Of course. I mean, you've got you to juggle watching all of that, watching the game, eating a ton of calories. It's, uh, you know, one of those highlights for every marketer out there. And it's one time where, you know, people want to talk about ads. The rest of the year, they don't usually want to talk about the advertising. Funny, I always think people are like, oh, the ads come on like regular TV and they say, well, I always change the channel, but not on Super Bowl day. No, no, that's when really the best and the craziest comes out. And this year was certainly, uh, you know, did not disappoint. There was a, a mix of oddballs and uh, and well done well done spots uh, a lot of change certainly as there has been the last few years so if uh, if you didn't go see it you know it's it's worth uh, checking it out on YouTube there was some there was some real good creative this year one of the things your website says is that you didn't come up in a madman kind of agency so you never picked up those bad habits so how did you get into this business uh, well I actually started uh, in my dorm room in the late 90s at John Carroll University so I, I was right on that kind of early tip of, of digital and uh, digital marketing and, and website kind of that explosion and, and saw the bust and the boom and because the bust I ended up taking this uh, full-time had a job with Accenture and they, they put us on furlough as we graduated and decided I want to give this a shot so then when they called us back uh, the company was up and running already and decided to make a go of it. And here we are 24 years later. So what led you decide, I'm going to start my own firm? Well, I, I grew up around entrepreneurs, uh, so I just kind of had that ethos, uh, I think, baked in. Uh, my mother and father are uh, you know, my heroes and role models, and they always worked hard. They come from very hardworking families, and that's just how we grew up. So I wasn't afraid of the hard work, and I saw a market need. You know, it was... Uh, a lot of the opportunities we got because I happened to be the youngest person in the room in the, in the 90s and got a lot of great internships and then side projects and then part-time work, et cetera. So I just, you know, just a guy willing to raise his hand and kind of connect the dots over the years. When you say you saw a market need, what kinds of things did you think that Thunder Tech would be able to fulfill? Well, you know, again, I guess going back to your point about the Mad Men era, it's um it was a great era especially if you watch the tv show to some degree i guess maybe uh but it was just a different era and and the the measurability the ability to to really get to know your customer uh wasn't there and you know we watched the web and and digital marketing really start to change that so much more data could be collected uh to to understand how to serve somebody and you saw e-commerce really start to just you know, the, the, the green shoots were popping up in the early 2000s. And if you could extrapolate it out, right, you could see that this, this wasn't a fad after a few years. So um, the whole world was going to need it, and we wanted to be the ones uh, offering those services. As we m- navigate our way through COVID and life in COVID, how are you dealing with employees and coming back to work on all that kind of thing? Yeah, thanks for asking about that, because that, that's an area we have uh, worked on really hard. I think... You know, even after all these years, uh, the pandemic really pushed us to, you know, decide, were we just going to go back to normal? Were we going to some version 
of uh, of the past or were we going to totally reinvent? And we decided to take that past less traveled. And we, we transitioned, uh, ThunderTech transitioned to an all-the-above work environment. So we kept our three offices. We're headquartered here in Cleveland. We have an office in uh, Detroit and Chicago. And for those that were working in those regions, we gave them the autonomy to make the decisions where they um, worked best, where you were most efficient. So we became more outcomes-based. Um, there's certain activities we still do as a firm, and we bring folks together, uh, mainly in Cleveland, for um, but, you know, w- that work from anywhere, that flex time, um, we really reinforced it. Um, and, and as well as from a recruitment standpoint, being able to reach out uh, really globally uh, just to find the best talent for our clients was a, was a big leg up for us. We mentioned the Super Bowl. That's one of the few times during the year that we are all watching the same thing. Could the market be more fragmented in terms of media? How do you get people's attention? Well, that's, that's another great point. That is definitely the state of affairs today is that we are, you know, the, the scarce resource is a consumer's attention. We're in that attention economy. And I think scarily enough, um, yes, it could get more fragmented and probably will. And, uh, you know, we didn't think it could five and 10 and 20 years ago and just continues to, to get more fragmented. So, you know, it is it is a interesting time. It is not an easy time uh, because you're having to make much more choices. That's where that data comes back um, into play that we talked about, that we started seeing marketers really grasp 20 years ago. And there's still a lot of marketers that need to do more. But once you've got that data and you understand the habits of your consumers, right, you can, you can choose that media mix a heck of a lot more intelligently. So many organizations used to use events as a marketing tool. That went by the wayside for a while with COVID, and now we're dealing with COVID, but things were a little bit better, obviously. Are people going to go back to that? Yeah, I think that's the interesting thing. Thundertech is, uh, I mean, we do a lot of offline work as well. So we're very big on the experiential um, side of, of things. Um, it, everything has its place. Nothing you know, really goes and dies completely. It just evolves and changes. So we're seeing more integration, right? You, just like yesterday, we're, well, with the uh, Super Bowl, you know, there were plenty of QR codes on the screen. So it was something that wasn't there uh, a few years back. And now last year was a big year for it. And this year was a big for it. It's just an integration of this on and offline world, uh, no matter where you're at on or offline. So yeah, events aren't dead. Events were bullish on. They certainly have changed. Uh, but those those willing to change with it, I think, can still draw uh, a great crowd. One of the things I think we should define as a term, we often talk about integrated marketing. How would you define that? Ah, very good point. So I think, you know, we, we look at integrated marketing as when you can take a variety of uh, service and skill sets in the marketing, PR, communications, brand, uh, and digital arenas, and you mold them together for what's best to, to solve an issue or to take advantage of an opportunity. It's not just one avenue anymore. So example might be looking at, instead of you know creating a TV spot, you're really creating a video spot these days. It might end up on TV, uh, terrestrial TV, but it also may be streamed. It might be on YouTube pre-roll. It might be on social media. You might put that clip on your website, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's still, you know, it's video. It's just looked at and then deployed differently. This episode of The Landscape is brought to you by Delta Dental of Ohio. With offices in Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Dublin, Delta Dental of Ohio is proud to be an industry leader in dental benefits. Together with our customers, providers, and employees, we build a higher standard of oral health care in our communities. 
and we are more than dental. At Delta Dental of Ohio, we work with entrepreneurs, innovators, and changemakers who are committed to improving the health and well-being of all Buckeyes. Together, we are building healthy, smart, vibrant communities for all. Jason Therrien joins us today for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. Jason is the president and CEO of the Northeast Ohio marketing firm ThunderTech. Jason, let's take a case study. You did, guys did a nice job creating a campaign for Saucy Brew Works. I mean, there's so many places that are making high-quality craft beer and they're serving great food with it. How do you go about helping someone differentiate themselves in a market that's that crowded? Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, there's so many good brands all over the world, let alone just here in Northeast Ohio, that it's it's not enough just to have a good product. That's, the, that's usually the issue we see in the middle market is that they all got to that size uh, you know, providing a good product or good service, but you've got to say something different. You've got to position yourself differently, you know, than, than your competition and stand for something different. So it's really making some different, you know, harder choices, frankly, than maybe you had to 10 and 20 years ago to, to say, I want to own this slice of the market. Might, might be geographic, might be demographic, might be psychographic, but you know, it's, it's saying, I want to lead in these areas and I can't lead in all of them. Right. In order to get to that growth, you've got to pick some lanes. You mentioned middle market companies. Would you say that's the sweet spot for ThunderTech, working with those kinds of companies? Yeah, we do a little bit on the small end. Most of it uh, is in that giant middle market space. And then, you know, certainly on the, the enterprise size brands, we do uh, quite a bit of work into. When it comes to marketing firms, and you might be a little biased, but how do you think Cleveland stacks up as you've watched it, you know, change and evolve over the last couple of decades? Oh, boy, that's a whole other podcast. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, we have a quiet strength here, uh, which I always find odd because, you know, we, we were marketers or advertising or, you know, PR firms, and, and you should be good at, you know, pushing your own story. But um, unfortunately, you know, just many go about their, their work and their world class, and, you know, their, their neighbors don't know about them. So we have, a, we have quite a history here and a depth. Um, but at the same time, over 20 years, it's, it's been uh, unfortunate, and it's not just a you know, Northeast Ohio thing. It's, it's all over. You've watched some of the traditionalists go by the wayside. And you know, even in the last few years, you're watching some of the digital firms uh, be acquired or go out of business. So you know, it's like any other industry. You've got to evolve or die. Um, this one is just a, you know, an interesting and sometimes sexy arena to watch. One trend we seem to be hearing a lot more of is this notion of user-generated content. How would you describe that, and how does it work? Yeah, so user-generated content really, um, I think, came into the fold with the advent of social media. As, as more folks were creating, and that, that includes blogging, that includes video, that includes photography, uh, but, but essentially creating content, that it's something that brands can work with. So uh, when, a, when a brand goes to market and does a uh, contest or d- asks for reviews or asks for uh, demonstrations of their product being used, right, a lot of folks will step up and, and want to contribute um, for many reasons. But what can happen in those scenarios is that brands then can use that user-generated content for their own good, too, to elevate their brand, to connect more with other enthusiasts, and it's just another tool in the belt these days, but it's really, really interesting watching how social media has just ignited that. You just published the 2023 social media guide. Obviously, social media isn't going anywhere. What are some right. things you tell clients about the best ways to use it? I know each individual case is different, but in a general sense. 
Good question. I think, you know, the, the ThunderTech social team uh, were very fortunate to have such, such depth there. I, I think they would, uh, I'm, I'm feeling them in my ear right now, you know, is, is to be consistent first and foremost. We have a lot of good brands that just start and stop because they don't put enough emphasis on it. And it's such a, a direct way to communicate with your customers, your prospective customers, any types of stakeholders that it's, it's frankly table stakes these days to, um, to be at the table for and to be participating in. But you've got to start by just being consistent. And the other area is making sure, you know, pick a channel, maybe two, and, and try to be the best you can be in those. Far too many kind of spread it around like peanut butter, and there's the efforts uh, just don't make a dent then. Anybody who's on Twitter or Facebook or any of those kind of social media platforms, you are hit with a lot of paid social media. Do you think it's worthwhile? Yeah, again, it, it, we've had that question over the last uh, couple of months because of Mr. Musk and his acquisition of, of Twitter. And it comes down to where is that organization's audience? If the audience is on Twitter or, or Facebook, or it doesn't matter, you go to where your audience is. And certainly there is a mix of organic efforts and paid efforts that need to be uh, put, put into your marketing plan. It's a little different for every, every organization, but you know, there's so much hoopla uh, sometimes around these organizations as businesses where the average user just doesn't care. It's, it's, they, don't, they don't care about you know, what the uh, business uh, goings on or of you know, this platform or that platform. They just care where they get their information from, and then you need to be there. It is interesting, though, with Elon Musk buying Twitter. It's no great secret that he rubs some people the wrong way with positions he's taken oh, yeah. and that kind of thing. A lot of organizations say, well, we're not going to use Twitter anymore. Is it more of, do you think a wait-and-see approach might be a better way? Or, is, you know, I guess it's by individual company, of course. But Absolutely. It's, it's, it's really by the individual company um, because there are um, plenty that have gotten out of there and, you know, they, they've left behind potentially a valuable audience. Uh, you don't have to agree with, you know, his, uh, his doings, but uh, you have to see – Again, does your audience care? And where do you stand as a brand, right? Or is, is he or the organization or any other platform cross some line that is a red line for you as a brand? And that's, that's, again, where it's more important these days than ever for brands to understand what they stand for, too. And, um, you know, if, if it hasn't crossed that line for you, then you proceed with caution, uh, we have a lot of folks that just have pulled back and they're in a wait and see mode because it also wasn't their primary uh, platform. So I think I think Twitter's not going anywhere. It'll uh, you know even the last few weeks it's the, it's kind of calmed down and uh, we we see more clients starting to post again uh, at a higher frequency. I mentioned Saucy Brew Works. What's another campaign you've been really proud of that ThunderTuck has had lately? Oh boy. I got to pick like a five favorite child. <laughs> uh, you know, one I think the the listeners of the landscape that most folks in Northeast Ohio um, can relate to. We have worked with uh, Cedar Fair Company out in Sandusky, which owns an, a number of uh, parks, amusement parks, resorts, et cetera, including Cedar Point uh, there in Sandusky. We've worked with them for, gosh, uh, over ten years now. So we've seen a lot of the the changes and uh, renovations they've made and 
Uh, we've opened multiple rides with them. It's just been a it's been a great fun organization, clearly to work with. And uh, just in the last uh, several months, we reopened a couple of new resorts uh, with them. So it's always nice to see you know folks reinvest in their properties, ones that were beloved, and uh, and to keep them beloved, and obviously be along for the ride uh, to help them do that. Jason Thundertech just recently acquired Silent Partners Media Group, which is based in New York. It's a digital design, development, and production agency. How are they going to enable you to do your job better? Uh, so Silent Partners is something we had been uh, looking you know, for an acquisition for a while. We're still on the hunt for more. Uh, they were just an absolutely excellent-sized investment for us to make, uh, primarily for us to allow us to go even deeper into e-commerce and web capabilities. So we got a team um, of very solid folks. We we added, uh, as you mentioned, out of New York City and uh, a lot of great uh, middle market and enterprise brands such as like Scott's Miracle Grow that uh, came along uh, with that acquisition. Finally, we've been talking about how you assist companies to market themselves, but within companies, things are certainly changing. I'm old enough to remember when it was called personnel, and now it's, of course, HR. Oh, yeah. Um, do you, talk, do you help companies sort of market themselves to their employees? Because I, it, things have changed in, in that regard. Yes, and I, this is definitely an area um, we, we've seen a huge increase. We, we had worked uh, prior to the pandemic in a few uh, industries and for, for companies in those industries that were tough to uh, attract you know, talent for. They were either just high turnover or intense jobs or what have you. So marketing would usually introduce us to HR and we'd, we assist uh, in a variety of ways, campaigns and uh, uh, helping them define and, and attract uh, candidates. Well, obviously, as you can imagine, during the great resignation, that, that kind of work exploded. And the ability for um, employers to really state publicly who they are as a brand is something most middle market and even many enterprise level um, brands just have not done. They have not committed that to to writing. They have not committed it to promotion. And it is something that the labor market is just um, absolutely demanding today. They want to know who they're working for, what they stand for. And, you know, are they just punching out widgets or or is there a bigger purpose to, to the organization? Jason Therian, thanks so much for joining us talking about marketing. It's an ever-changing business. You've been on the cutting edge of it, so thanks for sharing some info about it. Absolutely, Dan. It's been a pleasure. Thank you much. Jason Therian is the president and CEO of the Northeast Ohio-based marketing firm ThunderTech. He joined us today for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. Cranes Cleveland podcast, The Landscape, is brought to you by Delta Dental of Ohio. You can find out more at deltadentaloh.com. I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon. 